your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Kathleen Teed. Welcome, Kathleen. Well, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Good. Uh, we're happy to have you. Kathleen is the co-CEO and co-owner of Hear Well, Be Well uh, and a sponsor of an upcoming event, uh, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts is holding, um, specifically an en plein air art market. And that's pretty exciting. That's part of the art crawl, a whole a range of yes, things. Yes, it's that sort are of the, the end of the art crawl in River Mill Park with vendors and artists yeah, and on the culmination. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be wonderful. So, how did you and your husband John um, have an interest get interested in the arts? Um, so, uh, as we were in the office, and John's been in this industry for 37 years, but um, he and I are a recent marriage, and he had um, sold his business, and then we came together and we started Here Will Be Well. So, a lot of this was new for me, but not for John. 40 years. So, 40 years John was involved? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He um, changed his career for um, for this career, and it's been a beautiful experience for uh, him ever since. So he would come and tell me stories about how hearing aids had changed people's lives. And so one of the first things he used to do was um, when he fit people with hearing aids, he would take them out into their car and put their radio on and they would realize how loud the radio was, their music was and how they had had this distorted hearing of the music. And so John used to then, if they liked, so he would hear on the radio that they liked radio um, and liked music um, and that they perhaps liked country music. And so he would replicate the music that they liked in our sound booths. And Mm -hmm. so they would start to learn or remember the music that they used to love to hear that they didn't like anymore was coming back. So he would come home and tell me these stories. And so on occasion, uh, in the earlier days, I would be at the front of the office and I started to hear directly these stories. And they were just so plentiful about what people had stopped enjoying the concerts that they played in their home. A lot Um, of isolation, I think, from other people because they can't hear and they withdraw. Absolutely. Going to art shows with their friends. A lot of it it happens so gradually Mm -hmm. that we don't really notice it uh, until it's a problem. Yeah. John says your best hearing is at age 30. Wow. And it goes down from there. So it's such a slow progression for most people that they really think it's the environment, not their hearing system. So, of course, if you've uh, been exposed to something like firearms or loud I equipment. Have airline uh, planes. I, I drove a oh, convertible. For 34 yeah. years. I drove yeah. a convertible. Yeah. With a top down. I think it was very bad for my ears. Well, we have a lot of people who are truck drivers and they have more hearing loss in the left than the right. So those kind of loud noises can create 
sudden and, uh, and non-changing hearing loss. So some people can become, have hearing issues, you know, at age six because they were beside a firearm. Or, or their eardrums would burst. Does that happen a lot when kids get ear infections? Um, well, now we're into the physiology okay. of yeah. the ear, and I'm not a doctor to really diagnose that. Okay. But eardrums do burst and do repair themselves. So that is separate. Okay. I mean, you might in that moment and for the healing time experience some hearing loss, but okay. that doesn't necessarily create long-term hearing okay. loss. Just like medications, there are 200 autotoxic medications, meaning that when you take them, it has a high likelihood of impacting your hearing, including things like um, some of the medications that you take for cancer, some of the medications that you take to relieve a headache. So it's, it's um, prolific. Oh. In the OTC and in the prescription uh, pharmaceutical products. Interesting. So, so more recently, mm -hmm. you heard Karen and I speak at Probus last yes. year. Yes. And I think that's what sparked your interest in the Huntsville Festival of the Arts. Is that correct? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. You had uh, all of this literature. I think there was seven or eight pieces. I took every single piece home and I read it all and I highlighted and I said, John, I had no idea that Huntsville offered this breadth and depth. And Isn't by the way, we're going to a play. They said, no matter what, if I only do one thing, go to this play. And it was Dan and his <laughs> wife. Oh, Ralph and Lena. Oh, so yes. I took, my family were coming up. So I just kept buying tickets. So there was eight of us who went to this having no idea and thank you so much. It was, it was a fantastic play. You know, you think about the plays they put on for millions of dollars and the set changes and whatnot, and you certainly don't need that, you know, to be deeply entertained and deeply And they moved. wrote it. And, and yes. It, and the choreography yes. is amazing, mm -hmm. just how they uh, yeah. work together. So isn't I, it I've nice to it, know I've we had it. an impact? Yeah. Yes, I you sure did. <laughs> so I reached out to Dan afterwards and congratulated him on this great performance. And I said, you know, we're so connected to hearing and and to hearing well in events like this. So we really want to support this because it's a beautiful thing to be able to listen to that, to hear those tones and those words and the funny little comments. And so uh, we started talking immediately after that uh, about sponsorship about yeah. what we could do that was aligned to who here well be well was and was a good support and help for the community you have 13 locations for your hearing clinics across ontario where did you start your first one so because john had a tear because he had offices before we went back to the locations where he thought um, there was still being underserved. So we started in Exeter uh, in uh, about 30 minutes north of London, Ontario. And uh, then we opened in Park Hill, uh, about 30 or 40 minutes past that, and then Mitchell. So these small uh, rural communities that tend to be underserved. And what John had always done was created offices in smaller communities because as you age, 
you're not as inclined to go on the highway and go into the big city and all of the traffic. And the less you do that, the less you want to do it and the less you're comfortable. So this was a way to start to help local people be able to get services that they required without having to travel far it, distances. It's been successful, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've gone into some larger communities. So we're... So uh, there are three in Muskoka. Three yes. In Muskoka. Well, John and I moved up here because Huntsville was the furthest location. And so we had a home in London and a home in Huntsville so that um, we were always close to our offices to be able to support them. And sure enough, I just couldn't leave Huntsville. So I convinced like the John. rest of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I convinced John to sell our home in, in London and to move up here full time uh, in Huntsville. And is he happy? Well, yes. I here? mean, we mm-hmm. live by the water and in the woods. And, mm-hmm. doesn't and get better than it that. doesn't get better than that. So we just had this bird's eye view of the Muskoka area as we got to know it. And so we always integrate everything that we learn into our business and start to say, hey, I think there's some places here that could benefit from from us setting up shop there. Um, Hear Well, Be Well regularly hosts contests with rewards that include hearing aids, hearing tests, and cash prizes. Please tell us about your contest last month. How does sound affect your art? I find that fascinating, and I'd love to hear more about that. Yes. So... um, I have this brilliant woman on our team and her name's Wendy Moore and uh, she uh, is our marketing manager and just thinks of things that are um, out of the box, out of the box. And so, of course, she knows the stories because I spend time with her and she goes to our offices about how important it is to experience art and how hearing loss can negatively impact your enjoyment um, of that. I think this is a good time to take a break because we want to hear more about this and we don't want to be interrupted while you're talking about it. So okay, uh, we're on Arts for Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with my co-host Noreen Mitchell and we're interviewing Kathleen Teed and we'll be right back. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. back on Arts R Us. I'm Karen Cassian here with Noreen Mitchell and we're interviewing Kathleen Teed about um, her business, uh, which is Hear Well, Be Well. And we were asking her how does sound affect your art? So tell us more about that. Right. So, so Wendy thought, you know, let's communicate directly with the artist community and hear from them how they experience their art have they experienced hearing loss? How has that imp- impacted their relationship with art, their relationship with their clientele? To really get, I mean, there's there's such a creative force in our um, in our network, and of course we have people who are clienteles who are celloists. You know, they're beautiful concert pianists and and things of that nature. And so um, actors, um, we had an office in Elora, so that had a, mm-hmm. a huge community of, of artists. So she thought it would be very interesting to hear from their perspective. And she thought, you know, sometimes that, that community can be overlooked and many of them have hearing loss because of the work that they do. If they're in, for example, percussions, in loud sounding environments, in perhaps the art production that they do where there could be equipment, 
right? That is that is loud. So she thought, you know, we're, we like to give back to the community. We like to help people where we can. And so Wendy thought, hey, like, what about if we have them interact with us and as a way to entice them to interact with us and help us understand how sound and hearing has impacted their work and their life, that we would recognize them by by giving them cash rewards. Sometimes, you know, artists aren't at the highest uh, income bracket and that they would perhaps appreciate some cash. And we went so far as to say, well, um, of course, a free hearing test is what we do for the community. So that's not anything additional to what we offered that is offered to everyone but what we did offer is again the gift of hearing if they come in when they come in for a hearing test should they have a hearing loss we would outfit them with hearing aids latest technology at no cost to them and they submitted to this contest by making either a written submission or a video exactly and now you have a follow-up contest yes and this one is for the people who enjoy art they might create create art, but now it's for those who enjoy art. So how so what was your feedback from the initial contest? Was surprising or? So I, um, I know that there's been responses. So Wendy is still gathering that because okay. it just closed. Yeah. Right. So I don't necessarily hear about it in the midst of it. She will do a full analysis and I've bet you within a week's time i will hear about that but meanwhile we're launching the consumer one so and it, and it closes at the end of may it ends yes may at the end of may so it's really again to really help people i guess appreciate think about art and think about its importance in their life and for us it's the connection to sound so how has sound impacted or the lack of sound impacted your enjoyment we're on radio hearing. and we're arts or us it's very important to us. <laughs> it's very important yes do you know we have a lot of clientele who are radio announcers oh because of the work that they do wow yeah so you just um, go to our website, uh, main page, and all of the information is there, easy to submit. So you can write us a story about the importance of sound and what you enjoy in art um, and or send us a video. And then we will, um, it's a random draw. So we're not some, when we're doing our uh, gift of hearing, when we're donating um, hearing aids to those in need, uh, financial need, we have a committee. But in this situation, uh, there are four winners and the f top two randomly drawn win again, $500 of cash plus the hearing test and hearing aids should they be in need of it. And then uh, the th uh, third and fourth prize are $250 of cash Wow. And of course, the the free hearing test. And does um, OHIP pay for hearing uh, uh, portion of hearing aids? I think when I got mine. Yeah. So it's called a program. It's every uh, province has a different one. So ours is called the assisted devices program. So prosthetics, um, equipment that you might need at home to help you. So, so uh, Bill Davis introduced this when his mother had to get hearing aids and it has not changed since. Okay. Uh, and which, that's, a, that's a lot. A thousand. So has it's a $500 a hearing aid. Oh, yes. it is. Eh? Okay. Yeah. Um, has it come a long way hearing aids, the technology of it? 
Well, John used to fit people with hearing aids that were large, that had some form of a device in 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 that, that they would wear in the front, and he called it analog hearing aids. Now we have digital hearing mm-hmm. aids, and every year it kind of le- every year or two it kind of leapfrogs. So let me give you an example. Our latest technology hearing aids um, can intuit um, and say, "Oh, I am listening to Karen now, so I'm not going to listen to the background noise, but my my head is." based in Karen. So I'm going to suppress the background noise so I can hear her voice. And then of course, when your phone rings, you just say answer or press a button and they stream. I have that feature and it freaked me out totally. I said, no, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) Too much happening. Talking about too much happening. I think we need to talk about the art crawl and the online art market. Yes. Okay. So the Huntsville art crawl is in its is it second year, third well, year? Well, I think it might be. It might more. might be the more. Okay, <laughs> so it's a collaboration between downtown businesses and artists, visual artists, um, in Huntsville, and the artists is, some of them come back year after year, or they're connected with with businesses that might be appropriate to them, and it goes on through the month of June. Um, the Huntsville Art Society has a show on with, that's part of that art crawl, and that's in Partners Hall at the Algonquin Theater. It's a member show, um, so it's it's pretty exciting. And and they have tours all through June. The Huntsville Festival provides tours that you can go around and and see each uh, of the exhibits, and then and you, people can self direct too and do that. That's right. Yeah. And and you, we usually end up in a, a pub, uh, and, and they supply some appetizers. But it, it was really fun. We we went last year. So this year it's new, the En Plein Air Art Market, mm-hmm. and that's on uh, June 24th. And it's kind of the end of, of the art crawl. And um, there's going to be vendors, there's going to be artists, musicians, and again, sponsored by uh, Hear Well, Be Well. Yes. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an exciting And the proceeds event. go to the Green Burn. Actually, visual the En Plein Air um, part goes to, yes, visual artists, uh, the Green Burns uh, Scholarship. And there'll be an auction. Um, it, it's a mm. very exciting day. We, we already know that Hear Well, Be Well uh, really has the motivation to help people. Yeah. And I would say that you talked about the Gift of Hearing program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not only in Ontario. No. That's overseas as well. I think you probably should talk a bit about that charitable work. Yeah. So um, I started a charity in 2008 called Project Empower when I heard about orphan genocide survivors in Rwanda who were still wow. languishing 10 years after the genocide. And I had children at the age, uh, you know, uh, uh, at the age where I thought it was important that they started to learn about, you know, we have a lot of privilege in Canada and therefore that comes with responsibility. And I think in a lot of charities, there's focus on the moms, the babies, but there's not a lot of focus on the teens. And I figured this was their my time to perhaps help them, to help them to become pivotal time to help them become um, productive members of society. So I started that work. And then when John and I created Hear Well, Be Well, he would come with me and he said, like, why don't we do both? So we had a lot of contacts in the hospitals. 
and we interviewed them and they said they desperately need hearing aids and they were not available in Rwanda. So every couple of years, we would take down 200 pairs of hearing aids that could not be sold in Canada. Uh, and then John would go to the hospital and he would train the ENTs and the doctors and the nurses on how to fit. So we'd bring down the laptops, the software and the hearing aids and he would train them. I love that. And That's then wonderful. he would, they'd be able to fit the hearing aids. Um, when he left and I would be with the kids building programs. So this is a super exciting, uh, and I'm so glad you asked because yesterday I just booked flights and John's and my vision. I had a sense it was a time you were going to go. <laughs> well, you really have that uh, incredible, uh, ability to telepathically connect with me. Thank you. So John and I had always wanted to bring this into here. Well, be well, but we weren't sure how, and we didn't know when, and I just kept hearing from associates, if only I could go to Rwanda with you. So there are three from Here Well Be Well joining John and I, and we booked the flights uh, last night. That's great. So we're, we have a whole clothing. So there's all various things that we're doing for the kids. So we're going to try to create an online education program. We're hoping to take down 40 laptops, figure out all of the curriculum, and then create mentors here in our company because so many people want to help out where they are interacting maybe an hour, two hours a week with these kids to help develop their skills. How long are you there? Uh, we're there for two weeks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so then some will, of course, uh, be in the hospital with John working and we want to create more of a support system here so that if they have any fitting issues, they can, I mean, not that they haven't before, but we really want to integrate that now so other people at Here Will Be Well can participate and help these people in Rwanda. How do people get in, in touch with you? Do you have a, a website? Do you have a, a Yeah. Email? Yeah. Well, let us know. Um, well, our website is herewellbewell.ca. Uh, we also have a 1-800 number. And uh, I'm certainly open to giving my cell number. I'm always open to chatting with our clients, clientele, and certainly anyone who's interested in charitable work. So that is 226-268-4127. Well, thank you, Kathleen. This was a, a very interesting interview. And I will just say about, to find out more information about the On Plan Air art market, you should look at huntsvillefestival.ca. And actually, currently right now, they're looking for artists. And so you can apply there now. And that closes like 18th. 18th. Yes. Yeah. So those are the two things to follow up mm. on. Well, that's great. Well, thanks again. And uh, have a wonderful trip. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that when you come back. I, back on. Well, I'd love to. Yes. And so I imagine it will be hot. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, like a nice 26, not too humid. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's a quite lovely temperature there. But thank you so much, ladies, for the great work thank that you, you do and inspiring so many of us to move forward more deeply into the arts community. So I have very much benefited from your passion. So thank you. We, thank we're you. both attendees at the auctions. Yes, <laughs> the yes we are. We usually fight over. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> fun. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. So, Noreen, I'll talk a bit about the Huntsville Festival of the Arts lineup, summer programming uh, lineup. It's very exciting. June is, once again, the Huntsville Art Crawl is on from June 1st to the 30th. 
June 12th to the 17th, we have Tom Thompson canoe murals being painted um, in River Mill Park with Jerry Lantain. Uh, on June 16th, the, the Dream Boats, Rock and Roll. Uh, June 22nd, Alex Kuba. June 24th, the En Plein Air event. June 29th, Misha Berger Gossman. Lee. Lee. <laughs> yes. Uh, June 30th, Steve, Stephen Lee Olson. He's a Grammy-nominated country star. And that's it for June. I'm not going to tell you much more. There's so much more. But uh, but June's really full. It's really full. <laughs> yes. So how about the visual art? Well, just for May, I'm going to mention Joy of Nature, which is the Huntsville Art Society member show. Actually, Cheryl Hamel's show, a solo show that's on in Partners Hall right now. She has another opening. Uh, yes, on May 10th. Yes. That's right. So Art at Hospice is uh, currently Shireen Harris-Tuck. Did you put that up? Did you go in and help that at Hospice? I did, yes. yes. And that's on for the month of May and June, months of May and June. And for May in the library, we have Don Huddlestone Cyanotypes, and that's for May. That's a good show. Huntsville Art Society is also showing that as a, a group show at Colors of Our Soul, and that's in the Art Atrium in the Summit Center. I have to confess I haven't been there yet, but it's on until I, July I was 4th. there. It's, okay. it's a nice show. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned the group of seven, did you? Can you the can murals? Yes. Okay. So apply for that by May 17th. There's an open call for women creative artists in uh, in Muskoka. And this is the YWCAMuskoka.com. You can look at Women Create. And that's open call to everyone, female, <laughs> who's in Muskoka, who is interested in contributing something to a show that will take place in October at Chapel Gallery. And speaking of Chapel Gallery, the Seams of Expression is Dale Tomlinson's show, and that ends on May 13th. Terrific show, Art Quilts. Uh, there is some concern about how us, you know, starting up a new studio tour, and this is open to all artists of Muskoka, and it's being spearheaded by the town of Gravenhurst. So if you go to the town of Gravenhurst um, website, and main telephone number is 705-687-3412, you can express your interest, and that would take place September 30th and October 1st. So they're trying to resurrect, resurrect a small studio tour. That's great. And so don't much forget happening. the Gravenhurst Opera House. And I do want to mention one interesting thing which uh, comes to me from a media release and I'm following is New Adventures in Sound Art because we're talking about sound today. Mm -hmm. And New Adventures in Sound Art presents its 2023 edition of Springscapes. And they do this series of installations, workshops and live stream events that highlight the dramatic changes that take place in the soundscapes with spring from mm -hmm. winter to spring. So that's happening right now. And they also run workshops on recording and editing and live streaming. And um, so there's a sound editing workshop on May 28th. And if you want to learn more, I say go to New Adventures in Sound Art. And their website is NASA, N-A-I-S-A dot C-A. And there's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Muskoka.